0: Hello, welcome to Commission Over Coffee, where we engage in an ongoing conversation with key leaders who are making disciples in Florida and across the globe.
1: Welcome to Commission Over Coffee, where we are having a conversation about the Great Commission I am Sean Walker, joined by Dan Alvers and Hintz Ellis. This is our inaugural episode, and so to get started, we just want to talk about what we're doing, I get to know us a little bit, and give you a chance to understand what we are trying to do with this project. That being said, Dan Alvers, give us your story.
2: Well, uh, I'm a young man who grew up in Northeast Florida in a small town named Keystone Heights. What do you mean by young? (laughs) Young, uh, well, I believe that's a relative statement. At this point, I'm 35, and I guess that makes me old in some people's eyes, young in others, (laughs) very young for many. Um, Yeah, I grew up in Keystone Heights at a wonderful congregation, Baptist congregation that taught me to love Jesus. I came to Christ at about the age of nine years of age, Through the influence of my parents, my local church, and the Christian school I attended, I grew into understanding the stories and fell in love with Jesus, saw my lack, and found in Him everything that my life would be hoped in and rested in. And as I've grown in that, I've learned to trust Him better, and even at this point became a pastor in the local church. I love Baptist churches. Uh, even was on staff at the oldest continual Baptist church in Florida. It was founded in 1825. The name of that church is the First Baptist Church of Campbellton, Florida. It's a small rural agricultural center, <laughs> and there's not much left to that. And uh, well, I attended there, and as a, as a pastor, while I was attending the Baptist College of Florida, our school. Southern Baptist in Florida. It's an honor and and privilege to go to that school. After I graduated from there in 2006, I served another church as as a part of a church plant as a youth pastor. And from that point, I went on to the Southern Seminary or the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, the best seminary also. Um, And that's That's a capital.
1: That's debatable.
2: (laughs) Capital T-H-E. Southern Baptist Seminary, <laughs> and it was a an joy and a privilege to go there where I was trained by uh, fantastic leaders and thinkers, and that has left forever marks on me, and I now serve here at Village Baptist Church as a teaching pastor, where it is my honor to continue to think on and get better at making disciples.
1: All right, Dan. Well, thank you. And Hintz, also known as The Voice.
0: Hence, what's your story? Well, my story is a little confusing, uh, quite frankly, uh, Sean and, and Dan. Uh, I, I grew up in a small town in the south as well called Fort Deposit, Alabama, and I had the fortune of growing up next door to the church. So as you can imagine, there were a few excuses for missing uh, church and Sunday school. It was just a, you know, kind of a maybe 30-yard walk to get there across the parking lot. And you know that that kind of began my religious experience, and, and like Dan, I, I became a Christian at the young age of you know eight or nine. And but unlike Dan, I'm I'm not so young. I'm I'm 54 now, so I've had a lot of experience in this life and in this world. Um, I have three different degrees from two different universities, but I attended two other universities on top of that. So I've, I've lived in various cities. Uh, as part of my experience. Uh, I've worked in multiple cities and because of that I've seen a lot of churches and I went as far as to even dabble in Presbyterianism <gasps> and oh, Methodism. Oh. Oh. So I kind of know what some of the other denominations are up to and I think maybe because of that broad experience and that exposure to, to a lot of really great preachers uh, and, and pastors um, uh, you know, maybe I bring something special to this project, not and not, not just my voice, which is apparently one of the main reasons I'm here is to do <laughs> do some kind of uh You are the voice. Some some <laughs> voice work. Uh they've already nicknamed me the voice of Village but, Baptist hence, Church. Hence,
2: one of the things I was gonna throw on top of that is I once lived within thirty yards of the church too, and I had a hard time coming up with excuses for why I wasn't showing up. And the only problem with that is I was a pastor. So that was, yeah. <laughs> that well, was, that was traumatic. Yeah. You can't miss much when that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Now, hence, what were
1: the schools that you went to?
0: Yeah. Uh, I went to um, Auburn University at Montgomery, um, the University of Chicago, mm. the University of Alabama, where I, tide. The, where I received a B.A. and a J.D., uh, and then I went to the, U- the University of Texas for an MBA degree. So What, I, what exactly is a J.D.? Oh, uh, that's a law degree in, okay. in layman's terms. I, I thought it was Jesus, too.
1: So, w- oh, <laughs> I, I see,
0: I see. Well, you know, it's kind of the antithesis of, a, of a, the seminary degrees that you two gentlemen have. It's kind of, you know, the other side of, of the coin, you might say. And,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But probably from the very first class there, I realized the conflicts between my faith and, and the law. And that was when I was glad I had my faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I've taken it everywhere I've gone, and it has served me well. What do you do now, uh, I'm a uh, financial advisor uh, with my own firm, Insight Investments, which kind of focuses on uh, lower-risk approaches to to build and, and preserve wealth. All right. Well, I am Sean,
1: and I'm from the metropolitan area of Valparaiso, Florida, <laughs> uh, right outside of Niceville, Florida, which is an even larger town, believe it or not. Um, I grew up in the church. My grandfather was a pastor, First Baptist Church of Valparaiso, Florida.
2: I love that man. Yeah,
1: he's a great man. Um, He's almost 90, Mm. so he's had a lot of years in ministry, was also a missionary. So I grew up in the church and felt um, burdened by the Holy Spirit when I was seven years old and put my faith in Christ. And then uh, when I was in high school, About 17, 18 years old, I started feeling the call to vocational ministry, and so I went to um, the, well, it's not a university yet, (laughs) Northwest Florida State College, which the most prestigious of schools in the state.
0: And it, it is a fine community college. I'll just add it that is in. Not a, It is very, not a community college. <laughs> I, I'm very impressed with it, however one might label it. It's and close
2: not, to be, the University of Florida. Close. And Almost. not just
0: because their basketball team is um, the top team in the nation. Is right. that correct? Usually it is. I don't know exactly at this moment, but mm. probably.
2: Didn't they, who was it, didn't they have that Pearl guy, Bruce Pearl coach there at some point? Uh,
1: it was some assistants of his oh, from Tennessee. Disappointing. So, uh, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, Winning national champions, championships that's, and stuff.
2: That's not disappointing. Yeah. Uh,
1: I went there and studied project management mm. and um, loved it. I actually didn't love what I was studying. I just loved the school because I could live at home and eat my parents' food live under their roof, like is the dream of um, all young men, right? Stay in your parents' house forever. (laughs) But um, I did that because I knew I was going to seminary, and I wanted to save money, so I wouldn't go into seminary poor. Then I went to the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and um, in my time in seminary, I also served at a couple churches, one in Nicholson Mississippi, which, if you try to look that up, you won't find it even on Google because it's um, not incorporated. It is part of Vickiune, Mississippi. And um, also served at First Baptist Church of Orlando, or First Orlando, as it's called under Jimmy Knott. Baptist World. Or Baptist World, as Dan calls it. And um, now I am here at Village Baptist Church in Destin as the student mm-hmm. pastor. The guy who came before me was um, bald. And so the kids wanted someone who was less bald and more bearded. Um, It was Dan who was bald.
2: That that's me. I'm bald.
1: So that is who we are. Um, But enough about us. What about this project, Dan? Commission over coffee, a conversation about the great commission. So tell us about how this got started.
2: It started when I was on a trip listening to a vision, a vision that came from Tommy Green, about how perhaps some things were going to change in the Florida Baptist Convention and how we were going to spend money, how we were going to focus on making disciples. And I realized almost immediately the need for an ongoing conversation between Florida Baptist and how we would best make disciples. I think the need is apparent both within the Florida Baptist Convention but within pastors as a whole We all want to grow and be discipled and make disciples at a higher rate and see more people come to meet Jesus. And So our ambition and goal with this project is to help with that process, to create a place where conversation happens, where we can sit sit and be a part of one another's life to such a degree that we will better believe the things that Jesus believed and taught, and demonstrated with his own walk so that we could demonstrate that to others, that they would follow uh, along with us and be a part of a process where we learn As uh, that the heart of what discipleship is, we're learners. And so as we move forward in this project, there are several people that we plan to interview, engage in conversations with who are leaders in different aspects or areas within Florida Baptist Life as a whole, both as pastors or leaders within the convention, or even right down to lay people who are doing a simple job. Uh, Everyone, I think, has a part to play in this conversation, and we all can learn from one another. And so if you're interested in being a part of that conversation, we'd love for you to make contact with us.
1: But Dan, the name
2: oh yes. so let's get yeah, let over coffee where did that come from uh you had a great yes, deal that it is brilliant it is a wonderful actually had a another name in mind for this project but it was taken by a different podcast and so. what was that name uh the bald and the bearded why because i am bald and you are bearded uh i believe you grow a beard twice a day um once in the evening and once every morning
1: well you know some people are just manly that's how it works <laughs>
2: Well, I'm manly in the point that I lose the hair, and you seem to grow it. <laughs> so
1: explain exactly what commission over coffee means. That Absolutely. seems like a very strange title for such a project.
2: I think uh, the commission is more important than the coffee, so that's maybe why we—no, that's not it. But the reason why we called it commission over coffee is because we are having a conversation about the Great Commission, There are several places, I think, within the Holy Scripture where we can find the Great Commission indicated. I think it even begins way back in Genesis, where Adam is commanded to multiply. Um, And that's at the heart of the Great Commission, is to replicate the glory of God, to fill the entirety of the earth, to be representatives of Him and His nature. It continues to places like Matthew 28 and verses 18 through 20 where we're commanded to go in the authority of Jesus to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all that Jesus has commanded us, which brings about the cyclical nature of the Great Commission, where we pass the torch on from generation to generation and person to person. And so the Great Commission is essential. It's what we've been commanded to do, and it's what we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish. And it's runs its thread, not just in particular verses in the New Testament, but in the whole of God's plan for humanity. And so I think when we begin this conversation, it's essential that we do it together because it's always been a together project.
1: Okay, so that's the commission part, but what about over coffee? I mean, where does that come in?
2: I believe over coffee has cultural connotations because over coffee we can— have a genuine conversation, one where we sip a beverage at a sl- in a slow way, in a slow nature. And, and we are Baptists, it is coffee. That's right, it's Baptist fuel, I believe, as some have stated. Uh, maybe, perhaps, it could fuel Presbyterians, but maybe not the way that it would fuel us as Baptists. <laughs> so I think it's essential, I think uh, it's, a, it's a drink that I enjoy. Uh, Sean, uh, what's your feelings about coffee? I uh,
1: can't drink it, thank you for bringing up that sensitive subject. A sensitive <laughs> stomach thank you (laughs) so for me it's commission over tea for everyone else it's commission over over coffee coffee.
2: in fact uh, if you can't have coffee i want you to know that commission over coffee is definitely for you it's definitely for you despite your inability to have coffee in fact one of our great leaders here at commission over coffee cannot have coffee
0: yep i'm just trying to be all things to all people
2: we're relating we're relating
0: and maybe uh commission over coffee can serve as ignition for uh, our listeners' days, uh, early in the morning. Maybe they'll, you know, play this back before they begin their day and get too busy Mm -hmm. and, you know, be inspired uh, to continue their own work in the Great Commission and to continue it in maybe some new ways, uh, some improved ways. Because I think you were on to something a second ago, Dan, when you said, you know, Generation after generation goes by, and the, the gospel's still there. The Great Commission is still there. But I, I sense that at this point in our history, we we are kind of handing the baton over to a new generation. You know, not just of pastors, but of but of people too. And because of that, I think there are already new ideas brewing out there. Mm-hmm.
1: And That's
2: but, a good pun, brewing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Works you with much. the coffee part. <laughs> Works with the coffee part. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. That's. I think when I think about the Great Commission, I think of something that is only accomplished by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done because of the sending of the Father. And as we have that, that happens in a Trinitarian community, if you will. And that's what Commission over Coffee is about. It's seeing the extension and the priority of the local church in making disciples. And I think we as Baptists have the Proper doctrine in and order and, and, and in practice, and what it means to be the local church. And we need to remind ourselves of what it means to do this together. And this is a great avenue. I think I look forward to the kinds of people that we're going to involve in this discussion. And I'm excited about the opportunities we will have to grow together.
1: All right. Well, that is us and that is Commission Over Coffee. If you would like to be involved with Commission Over Coffee, maybe you have questions uh, that you want answered or issues that you want addressed, contact us, reach out to us. Our website is commissionovercoffee.com, and there's a place where you can uh, get our contact information, give us yours, and we'll hook up and uh, talk about the Great Commission. Um, We are interested in talking not just to pastors, as Dan said earlier, but to all different types of people. So, thank you for joining us in our inaugural episode. One down, one million to go.
2: That's heavy demand. Well, maybe not.
1: <laughs> All right, so visit us at commissionovercoffee.com. We will see you next time.